Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertical Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis, joined by my wife and co-host, Lexi. Welcome back. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's your week been so far? It's been good. It's been productive. Um, yeah, good week. Productive? Okay, good. I feel like I had a pretty good week. Um, nothing stands out as going wrong or anything like that, so... That's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. Uh, so we're about to go into a segment of the show called Vertical Blessings, where we basically talk about what's been a blessing to us this week. Uh, so what's been a ble- what's been a blessing to you this week, Lex? Getting back into the groove of things. Um, I'm in a Tuesday night women's Bible study called Bible Bible Study Fellowship. Right. And this was my first week back for the new year, so it was a blessing to be back with those women. Awesome, awesome. How long you been in BSF? Ooh, I want to say this is year seven. Year seven. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I remember when you first went. So uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So how's BSF different for you with being a mother now? How, how does that look different? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely more challenging. Um, some weeks I get the lesson done. Some weeks I don't. Sure. Some weeks my Zoom mic is on mute the whole time. Some right. weeks I get to answer a question or two. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. Good deal. I think the my blessing this week has been, uh, you all don't know this, but we got into a car accident um, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago now. And, I mean, we have our car back and everything now. But just what's been the blessing part of it is, um, the accident wasn't our fault, but even, even then we know sometimes how insurance companies can be right. Um, so we didn't have to pay a dime out of pocket for anything. The The Lord took care of us, uh, in that way. So that's been a tremendous blessing, not having to, to deal with that, but having a rental being reimbursed for our daughter's, uh, car seat that we had to buy, uh, just the money overall for the, for the car repairs, period, uh, we haven't had to come out of our pocket a dime. So that's been a tremendous, tremendous blessing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money that adds up that you wouldn't think about. And we still didn't have to think about because they covered it all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So next we're going to go into our question of the day. Today's question is, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? That's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's it's a lot to think about and a lot to take in, but I'm just curious. Probably the education system for children right now. There's just, there's a huge gap and learning curve in so many ways in the education system and I mean I know this from working with children but also starting to think about what we're going to do for our child right 
like, do we want to do the public school system or a private school system or a Christian school system? Yeah. Definitely a lot to think about. Definitely a lot. Um, And I can absolutely see that, especially with, uh, with Anaya and knowing that we do have to prepare for her future, uh, wanting obviously the best education for her, uh, figuring that out because it's not, ideally, I think you would want a situation where across the board, you're going to get the same type of education, no matter where your child attends, but that that's really not the case. So I definitely understand how that could be a, uh, thing for you to want to, to change. Uh, in the world. And I mean, and then we're just thinking, I, the question was the world and we're literally, you can tell by the conversation we're thinking on a, a local level, but yes, like the world, uh, imagine yeah, it's a, everywhere. A playing field for education, for not just, not just the United States, but, but other countries mm-hmm. um, as well. Game changer for sure. Yeah, like there's other countries where people can't afford to send their children to school. And I've heard stories where you had to have a certain kind of shoe to go to school. So a kid couldn't go to school because he didn't have the proper shoes. Shoes? Shoes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a, um, a promo for Operation Christmas Child. Okay. And gotcha. the kid got a pair of shoes in his box, and he was so excited because that meant he can now go to school. Yeah. Oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, that is, oh, man. It's a worldwide issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is, yeah, I can, oh, man, just a level education field for everybody. Yeah, that would that would be fantastic. Anything else you want to add? No? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, I, for me, there was one thing I could change in the world and and I'm going to like, I know we were just talking about education on a local level. So I think I'm going to stay like, I think my mind is in a a local place, uh, not necessarily global because this next thing that I'm going to say, and I guess, I guess it could apply uh, to the world, but the reason I'm speaking on is because it literally relates to right now. And what I would do is. I would eliminate divisiveness, period. And I understand that that just in general, our lives look a certain way. Obviously, um, if we were all the same people, if we all had the same life, I think things would be pretty boring. But just to to be separated by what you believe, um, what you vote for. And just to be clear, we would never, we probably would never get into like politics on this podcast ever, uh, because I do believe it's one of the most divisive things that, that will ever exist. Um, we, we will never get into it, but I, I do believe that the the current climate of our nation has us in a place where, where we are extremely divided and not, it's not just by color. Um, it's not just by color. It's, it's by, uh, income is by a multitude of things. And I just wish all of that would go away. I wish we would just live in a world where, um, people glorified God and understood what it looked like to live as believers. And just, and I'm right now I'm speaking about believers treating other people the way, um, that, that God commands us 
uh, too, because right now there's not there's not a ton of it. Um, and so I would, me personally, I would 100% eliminate divisiveness. And I know that is a <laughs> virtually impossible, but th- that's what that's what I would do. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, oh, it hurts my heart. Because, you know, I'm a I'm a person, like, I love everybody, you know, and, and I'm not confrontational. And just the state of the current world has put me in a lot of predicaments or, or places that I would prefer not to be in. And on top of that, just, uh, I guess, put me at odds with people that normally I wouldn't be. So I guess the conversations are good because I'm not like losing friendships, if you will, but it's still not a place where I want to be. Yeah. It's just hard. Um, Conflict is hard. Yeah. Disagreeing with someone is hard. And I think people now just don't know how to disagree well. Right. Um, If you're not with me, you're against me. Delete me. (laughs) Exactly. All the above. Unfollow me, unfriend me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. I think all of those things are it. So, yeah, if if it were me and I had the, the chance, I would certainly eliminate uh, divisiveness. So, for today's topic, uh, you've probably seen it in the title, and we mentioned it in our, um, in our introduction episode, but what we were going to do is we're going to, part of the first few episodes are going to be you all getting to know us. Uh, And I know in the introduction uh, that we kind of gave a high level overview of, of us, you know, who we are and whatnot, but we want to take some episodes to, to one, get used to being on this mic because uh, obviously you can be the greatest communicators in the world. And that changes when you get on a microphone. So we want to, uh, have episodes that allow us to speak freely in terms of how we, we can speak off the cuff to build the chemistry on the microphone. Uh, so this first episode is going to be about uh, our adoption story and not just, not just Anaya and you'll, you'll figure that out shortly, but um, just adoption and what it's meant to us and, and what our journey has looked like. So I'll let, I'll let Lex take over and uh, kind of talk to you all about the adoption story. So we've been married 10 years now and you know, when you first get married, you want to enjoy each other. People saying, don't, don't be in a hurry to have kids, enjoy yourself, wait a couple of years. So, you know, you got older, wiser people telling you this. So that's what we went with. We waited a couple of years. So the talk came up, like, are we going to do this? Let's get started. Let's see what we need to do. We read some books, you know, did some research start having fun (laughs) (laughs) but you know time kept going and going and going and no baby so it's like okay what next so we're just living life loving life enjoying the two of us it just came in and out of our minds um but we got a phone call and it wasn't the first time we got this phone call and actually wasn't the first time about the same person saying, um, this girl's pregnant again. Her mom doesn't want to take care of any more kids. Will you all take the baby? A couple of times we said no. 
the last time we were like, okay, well, let's let's pray about it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's think about it. So we did all of those things, and we were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do it. So that was August of two thousand nineteen. So we hear from the grandmother of the child every once in a while. She gives us little updates, and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, baby's supposed to be due, what was it, the end of August, beginning of September? That's right. It was the end of August. Yep. So we're getting in this time frame, and we haven't heard anything. So we continue with our process of um, looking into legal aspects of it and um, home inspection and all this stuff. And it wasn't until we reached out to the home inspection company that we find out birth mom already had the baby. Apparently didn't even tell her mother she had the baby. And she passed the baby on to who was supposed to be baby's dad. And we found out later it wasn't even his dad. And the dad gave the baby back to the grandmother. So it was just a whole big mess. And uh, a lot of hurt feelings and miscommunication and you know thankfully we hadn't spent a lot of money or anything um preparing for this baby and legal fees and all that but you know it was just a letdown so we um we started like looking into other parenting aspects um because at this point, like, we're just back in our head again. So we're like, okay, whether it's our baby or somebody else's baby, we just love having children around. We um, love pouring into children. And we have the space available for children. So let's see how we can continue to pursue, pursue uh, parenting. So we looked into foster care. And several people in my family have done it before, so I knew a little bit about it. But we went to the information session, and um, afterward, we were like, okay, this sounds like something we can handle. Um, So, yeah, we were a week away (laughs) from our first foster care class, because you do the information session, and then you do the classes. And I get another phone call. This time it's from somebody else, and it's saying, um, my friend's daughter's having a baby and she doesn't want to care for a baby at this time. Um, it's not the best time for her to do so. Would you all consider taking this baby? I know you all have been with this, been through this before and it took a while for me to even ask you. I didn't want to bring it back up, but just think about it and then they kind of hang up the phone (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like wait a minute you can't just throw this on me and hang up the phone like wait a minute now so I immediately call immediately call Lewis and I'm like okay so I just got this phone call saying will we take this baby do we want to go through this again he was like who was it I don't know (laughs) So at this point, it's five days before the baby's born. And so I gave him a little bit more information. He was like, well, let's look into it. I'm like, okay, we got to look quick. 
So, like, this man is a soldier. He hit the ground running. Like, he had all the information we needed within the next day. And we were like, oh, this has really happened. We're really going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) But this whole situation just felt different. It came from different people. And not that we trust one person that came to us more than the other, but it just felt different. So not only did we get the connection from the family member, but we also talked to the grandmother and we talked to the birth mom, which was something we never talked to with the last one. It was all the grandmother communicating back and forth. But this time the birth mom was like, "Um, thank you for considering this. And it was like a couple days between us finding out we talked to the grandmother that same day, but it was a couple of days before the birth mom reached out and she was like, I'm sorry it took me so long to reach out. I got your number a couple of days ago, but I was just processing all this in my mind. And I was like, oh, she's really taking some time to think about this. So that even made me feel better. Like even if she changed her mind, it wasn't just her mom making plans for her. Um, so, Yeah. Baby was born five days after we found out about her. And that was scary in itself. So when she went into labor, we were getting text messages and phone calls with updates. And it was a Wednesday night going into Thursday morning. And baby was finally born Thursday morning. So we went into work like normal and... I just told him, like, we'll come up when we get off work. Let us get some things settled in or whatever, and we'll be there. And they were like, that's fine, no hurry. So I think I worked, like, half a day. Louis worked the full day, and then we hit the road. So we check into the hotel, and we're like, okay, we're here. When do you want us to come up? And birth mom was like, well, just rest and come tomorrow. So the next day comes and we don't hear from her. We have to like reach out to her. Hey, good morning. How you doing? You get some good rest. When can we come up? She was like, oh, I'm about to um, eat and take a nap and I'll text you all later when you can come up. So this same pattern keeps going on for the whole day. And she never does say come up. So at this point, like, we're stressing out. Like, is this is this going to happen again? Is she going to change her mind? Like, what's going on? Anything you want to add so far? Nah, you're good. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, so we had to go through a court procedure to get guardianship of the child to bring it back home with us. So baby was born on Thursday. We were supposed to have court Friday. Well, this whole day, Friday, she's pushing us back, pushing us back, pushing us back. So we actually miss our court section. So we had to wait over the weekend. Well, she was getting discharged from the hospital on Saturday. So we were like, if she doesn't sign this paperwork by Saturday, like, it's over. So we reach out to the attorney and let him know what's going on. And he contacts her and just like fills her out see where her mind is and what's going on so she finally lets us come up Saturday when she's about to be discharged and 
like when we come in the room, she's all like welcoming and warm and sure and all this. And then when the attorney shows up, like the whole mood shifts. And he's like, I need to go over some things with you. Do you want them to stay in the room or do you want them to go out? He was like, we normally ask them to leave. She was like, they can go ahead and leave. And I was fine with that. But as soon as we got to that waiting room, I was like, she's not about to sign these papers. (laughs) (laughs) She's not about to sign these papers. It's all good to the attorney walk in the room. So it felt like we sat there forever. Did it feel like forever to you? It absolutely felt like forever. I don't even think it was an hour, but it felt like forever. Yeah, it absolutely felt like forever. So the attorney comes out. He was like, she she just has a lot to think about. There's a lot on her mind, and she's just trying to process everything. And I'm like, she ain't about to sign these papers. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back in for in the room for what another 30 minutes or so yeah, I maybe? think it's about right about 30 minutes yeah and he comes back out again and by this point in my mind I'm like we just about to go home like I'm not paying for another <laughs> hotel night we could check out and go home I think we had already checked out we did check out and we were just gonna go home I was like it's okay we're just going home and our attorney was like just wait go get some dinner and meet me back here when I call you. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. I was still ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we were like, what should we do? Like, what do we do? And I was like, well, let's go eat. We hadn't eaten anything. I don't think the whole day. Like, between nerves and just, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I think we went down to breakfast at the hotel, but I don't really think we ate. It was so, trash. But yeah, it, it was not good at all. And we did not eat because you're right. We were a yeah. ball of nerves. So, yeah. But, yeah, we went out to eat. And he called us to come back. And that's when we found out that they had actually called in social services. So we found out it wasn't a matter of her the matter of her being unsure at this point wasn't even an option anymore. Like it was going to be us or social services. And, um, they just like laid her options out. And at that point, like I felt, I felt bad. Um, because I never want you to not have an option anymore. Like she still had the option to choose us or social services, but I felt bad that those were her only two options at that point. Like, I never want um, anyone to lose their child. You you feeling like it's not best for you to care for your child at that point, that's perfectly fine. But I don't want anyone else to make that decision for you. Exactly. So then I was like, we have to. We have to get this child. Like, we cannot let this child go in the system. Like, as much as I wanted to just give up and leave, I'm like, we have to wait this out. So that's what we did, and a couple hours later, we were checking back into our hotel because she still had not decided. (laughs) 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 So we're back in the hotel, and we're trying to get some sleep, and it's just not working, and at this point, we're like, okay, we're too tired to drive home. Let's just stay here one more night, see what happens. If they call, they call. If they don't, they don't. 
So what was it about? Seven thirty. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like seven thirty that night after we had already checked in and paid for another night at right. the hotel. We get the car. Yeah. I don't think we ever hopped up out of that bed. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Listen, we couldn't sleep anyway. Listen, so. look, I mean, we were already kind of like we hadn't fully unpacked yet because we were planning on leaving anyway. So we yeah. didn't want to unpack. So we were still basically packed up. So it, it was easy to to just get up. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, the money, we, we lost the money because we booked that hotel and then just ended up like um, checking out. A few hours later, so we paid one hundred and fifty dollars for three hours of being in a room. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, we kept the room. Did we? Yes, because you went back and did our laundry because we didn't have enough that clothes. That is right. To be there I forgot long. about that. You're right. Yeah, I you went back to the hotel and did our laundry. Because I mean, we came Thursday night. That is right. And we were supposed to be back on the road Friday. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. if baby was able to check out of the hospital. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't we didn't have clothes to be staying there till Monday. We ended up staying till Monday. Yeah. Um, that's the next time we could get in court. So yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. It was it was scary. It was like I don't know. I can't imagine like going through labor and delivery and all the stress mm-hmm. and anxiety of that. Cause this right here was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that what you got? Yeah. I'll let you continue the journey. <laughs> all right. So, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Cause obviously there, there are two different perspectives here. Right. And what you just heard, you heard how everything went down. Uh, from from Lex's perspective um, and a lot of my my perspective is is a lot of the same but I but I wanted to point out uh, like a few things that that might have been going through my mind uh, at this time and just to be clear like she mentioned it earlier but um, we started the conversations and, and the prayers and whatnot about uh, children like a couple years into our marriage, we've been married 10 years. As she said, uh, we started that a couple years into our marriage. And just to, just to like paint this picture for you, that first adoption that did not happen, that was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Both of these, you know what I'm saying? Our daughter was born in January 2nd of 2020, but all of that was 2019. So that's seven years, seven to eight years of, of nothing happening and, and praying and, you know, uh, asking the Lord to reveal his plans and, and what he has for us. Um, so if there's a message in there for anybody, I think it's um, the Lord is going to do what what he wants to do in his timing, uh, not ours. And his timing is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we would have had a baby seven years ago when we thought we wanted <laughs> a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have looked a lot different than it, having it a baby now. It would have looked a lot different, and it would have looked a whole lot different. And the again, the Lord knows the Lord knows what He's doing. And I want to be clear that that even if we were in this place now, uh, recording this podcast, and we didn't have a daughter, the Lord still knows what He's doing. I want to be very clear about that. We prayed about it for all those years, and and the Lord, our prayers came true, right? But that doesn't mean 
that if it didn't come true, the Lord is any less kind. The Lord is any less sovereign. All of those things still ring true. We just were blessed with our daughter. So I, I want to be very clear about that. But so, yeah, so basically you have that. So in August, Lex was very right. The situations were totally different, totally different. Right. And just that in, in August, um, it was more of, I mean, phone tag is one thing to begin with, but there was never any direct communication up until the point, um, where we started to initiate the home study process. Okay. Um, and then our, uh, person that was going to complete the home study ended up reaching out to the grandmother. And again, that's what Lex said. That's when we found out that that baby had already been born. Not even she knew about it. So those things, you know, it just, it just didn't work. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. You know, and we, we prayed about that. And obviously, um, even though at times it's tough, you know, you say, Lord, it's your will, you know, whatever that looks like. And, and I'm not going to lie, even though there wasn't a connection there, that was still very painful. Uh, I'm speaking for myself and I'm sure my wife as well. Um, in the respect that it seemed like this was finally going to happen. Right. So as you can imagine <laughs> in December, how we, at least me, how I felt in the beginning, I'm like, this, this is, yeah, nah. Yeah. Like, go ahead. You guys say something. I was just going to say with the thought of this possibly happening again, like we did not plan, prepare, right. do anything. Exactly. We didn't buy a sock. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And just, so just to, just to be clear in that, like literally we did nothing. So in August, cause before, before that, um, adoption is something like we, uh, we had talked about it, but we didn't know that it would happen in that. Like we didn't, talk about adoption to the point of pursuit until it was presented to us. Like that was something mm -hmm. that, you know, obviously we knew we wanted children. We didn't know how it would happen, but it, we knew it didn't necessarily have to be through, through my wife giving birth, right. you know? So, but we never, we never talked about actual adoption until that situation was presented to us in August. Um, and even when we thought about going through the foster care system, it didn't have to be for adoption. Like we just wanted to be able to love children well while they waited to return to their family. That's it. That's it. You know, and just to be, just to, to tell to show you all like how that works. So I, so I'll go there in a little bit, but like in December, when we got, when we got the phone call, everything was completely different. And I, I went through, um, the foster care class, like I, I told Lex, you know, we prayed about that. And I was like, yeah, I would do it. But I was never in a place where I was 100% um, like content with that idea. And the reason why is because for me personally, I, I think it was, I think it was extremely critical to be real with myself uh, through all of that. And part of that was the fact that, we had prayed for this child and we wanted this child and to, to have a situation where a child comes into your home and you love them and you, you give them so much love. 
I didn't know how I would handle it because with foster care, the goal is reunification. Mm -hmm. Obviously you want them to be, you want those children to be with their parents. So in my head, and it, it was selfish. I can admit that now, but thinking like a child coming in our home, we love this child for months and months and get attached to this child. And then they have to go home. I didn't think I would do well with that <laughs> at all. I was going to do it because children need love. You know, you have an opportunity to show uh, love to someone uh, based on your situation, show them the light of Christ that absolutely let's do it. But I knew in my heart that if we had went through with that, my heart would be broken time and time again until a situation presented itself where we would have a child permanently. So I just wanted to throw that out there with where I'm going next. So we went to, um, we got that call in December and Lex <laughs> calls me and she said, she said, Hey babe, um, I got this phone call and it was about adopting a baby. What do you think? I'm like, not again. Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? And then she starts going, she said, hey, she said, but she said before, before, you know, before we go too crazy, I will say so far, it sounds like this situation is a lot different than the other one. She was like, I actually have a phone number um, and all this. She wasn't at home, so she called me. And I was like, all right. I was like, let's talk about it when you get home. So she gets home. We talk about it. We we pray. Um, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's just do it. You know, uh, I, I don't think I don't think these situations would keep popping up if the Lord wasn't somehow involved. And then that's what I said in my head. I don't think I ever verbalized that, but that that's where we landed. So I'm like, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do it. So we got on the phone uh, with grandmother. Still to this day, one of the sweetest people I've ever talked to. Yeah. Like. Hands down. And I'll, I'll talk to you all a little bit more about that. But, yeah, one of the sweetest people I've ever talked to, she's explaining everything. Uh, and you, you can just hear in her voice um, that she needs this. You know what I'm saying? Just her and her daughter, like, need this, you know. So that happens, and I'm like, all right. I was, and we got off the phone with her. We told her we had to pray about it. And then we would let her know. So we, we prayed about it and then we made the decision uh, to go ahead and do it. And again, Lex mentioned it was five days before our daughter was born. So that was December 27th, 2019. And when that situation happened in August, we had started the process, but once it fell through, we didn't know we hadn't like, I don't want to say we didn't consider adoption beyond that. But we were like, let's just chill for a minute, like reassess and see what's going on. So we stopped the entire adoption process. We didn't have a home study. We didn't have anything. And then it was also different because it was a different state. That's true, too. So the yeah. stuff we were working on here, I, we called the same attorney back. And she was like, I can't help you, but yeah. I'll send I'll <laughs> you somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that, so that was a, a different situation. Now. This is where, this is where I, let me be clear. The Lord was involved in this from, from jumping, you know, because that's, that's just what I believe the way it worked out. But this is where I believe the Lord 
really, really became involved and made it clear that this is what he wanted for us. So we, we have this situation five days before our daughter is born, right? We did not complete our home study. We didn't even finish the paperwork for the adoption. So we had to, to do all of this stuff. We called a lawyer. By the way, if you're ever, ever <laughs> in the situation where adoption is involved and I, I think they only practice in the state of Indiana. Uh, is that right? Indiana, and I want to say Illinois. Indiana, Illinois. If if there's um, a child there um, that, that you're adopting, Kirsch and Kirsch is hands down the best attorney, group of attorneys that I think we have and probably will ever deal with in any regard. They are adoption attorneys, but the best by far that I've ever experienced. And I would be hard pressed to believe they're not the best in the country. Um, they also do adoption matches. They do adoption matches. So if you're looking uh, to adopt and you can definitely sign up with them and they match. Um, but just to give you an idea of why, why we say this, that phone call was on December 27th. And I'm fairly certain that was a Friday. That was a Friday we had the conversation at maybe 6.30 p.m. Once we decided to move, I knew we had, it to, we had to move to figure out what that looked like for us. Yeah, and I think you started researching lawyers, and it was like 9 o'clock at night when you... It was, it was something pretty late. Yeah. It absolutely was. So I looked on the website. I started joining adoption support groups on Facebook, uh, and this name like kept popping up when we would Google... Um, Adoption attorneys, Kirsch and Kirsch kept popping up. I'll go to the website and I see that they're 24 hours. I'm like, oh, this is this is real. So I call and I'm explaining the situation. And she's like, all right. She's like, I have somebody call you back. My phone rung in five minutes at like 830 or 9 o'clock on a Friday evening. And it was the like the top lawyer, like basically the one that started the firm. Wasn't he out at dinner with his family? He was out at dinner with <laughs> yeah. his family. He said, hold on real quick. And you could hear him ordering his food. And then he said, he gave me everything. And he said, hey, I'm out with my family. Uh, if you have any other questions, just give me a call back tomorrow. And tomorrow would have been Saturday. Yeah, he literally awesome. walked us through everything on that phone call, what it would look like, what the process was. And just to give you an idea, I threw everything at him because we didn't have a home study. That is one of the biggest things. If you've adopted before, you know, that's one of the biggest things that is needed uh, when adopting a child as a home study. We did not have that. There are ways around that. I did not know. And see, without that, one of us would have had to take up resident in the other state until we got it to bring the baby across state lines. And he knew a way around that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like these are like a legal way around that. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> we don't want to make it sound like, yeah, they did anything shady. No, no, no. There are legal ways around that. So like basically if the stuff that we had, if they didn't know these legal ways to get it done, one of us would have had to live in the state of Indiana until our home study was completed. And until we had 
finalize the adoption, but that wasn't the case. We were able to bring our daughter home. Uh, she was born on that Thursday. We were able to bring her home back to Louisville the following Monday. That's how good these lawyers are. And I think when all of those pieces started to, to step into place, like, cause we didn't think it was possible because we were explaining like the baby's in Indiana. We have to bring her to Louisville, you know, and they're like, okay, we can do this for that. We can do this for that. We can do this for that. Here's what we have to do. Like hands down. It's just the way that everything worked out. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, everything lined up. Um, and then, I mean, the, the decisions, that were made. I think Lex mentioned is just us waiting to find out if it was, if it was going to happen was one of the most, um, emotional times <laughs> in my life. Other than, other than holding my daughter for the first time, I think it was one of the most emotional things that I've ever went through because it, I can't imagine being on the other side of that decision. There's not like, I just can't imagine it being able to, to trust someone uh, to love your child and to care for your child. And I understand Lex mentioned that, you know, it was a, a really tough decision either way because of what was being faced. But even then it, with that, I can't imagine it. So that is why I think it's not lost on me that somebody in addition, like my wife didn't give birth. It's not lost on me that somebody trusted us mm-hmm. um, to raise their daughter. It's, it's absolutely yeah. not lost on me. And I think there's a, a added level of, of like and me being in a place where I have to like, not necessarily get it right, but, but allow like really allow the Lord to like walk me through what it's like being a father or walk me through how to raise my daughter uh, and not just be like complacent in anything I do with her. And because somebody trusted that with us, trusted us with that, we chose to have an open adoption. Right. Like we can't let you give us this gift right. and say you can't see it again. There you go. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. Absolutely, and that is that has been, um, for us, that has been tricky. <laughs> it's been tricky to navigate. Um, but it's also been a blessing. The reason why it's been a blessing is because uh, we're still, we're in contact and plan to be in contact uh, indefinitely with, with our daughter's family. Um, There are some that are in Indiana and then there are some that are here. Um, We, we want to have a relationship with them all because we want our daughter to know um, her family, like us. And we want her to know her, her, uh, maternal family as well so yeah and just the her grandmother has been such a blessing to us mm-hmm. um we we talk regularly uh she comes to visit when she can it's just, it's just been such a blessing to us uh our families um have been so, so welcoming the day we the monday <laughs> we, we drove back that this was uh, maybe six thirty, seven o'clock. We hey, ended up. You got to uh, tell them we didn't tell them. Right. Yes, that is true. I forgot about <laughs> that. Because of August, we didn't. So we mentioned it in August uh, when it when it was going to happen, and we told everybody, and you know they're all excited, praying for us, etc. So when it fell through, obviously they knew. 
But when this happened in December, it was such a tight timeline. We did not tell anybody that we were going to Indiana to, to potentially, um, bring home a baby, bring home a baby. Yeah. We, we told my mom, I think that was it, but nobody else. So then some of the, some of our family found out when we went in the hospital, because that the weekend that we went was the weekend we were supposed to have our foster care class. Mm -hmm. So they started reaching out to us. Like, how was the foster care class? (laughs) Oh, uh, we well, didn't make it. We we didn't we didn't <laughs> quite go. So and and here's why. But yeah, so like a lot of them found out like way after the fact. But I think that night my wife's family, um, they beat us here. I'm I'm almost certain they beat us here. If not, when we pulled up, they were right behind us. It, it was very 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 close. Okay, one of our close friends beat us here, and then yeah. our family pulled up right behind us. Yeah. Like. I think they were calling while we were on the road, like, how close are y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, our family has been a tremendous blessing uh, to us in that regard. Um, they, they love our daughter. Um, so, yeah, and I, I was worried about that. I'm not going to lie what that would look like. Um, but it's been no different than if my wife gave birth to her herself. So, extremely grateful. Um and the Lord just provided. Like, we came home with what we left the hospital with. Yeah. But by the end of the night, Monday <laughs> night, when we came home, I could not walk through the room that the baby would use as the nursery. Like, the floor was covered. Absolutely. With everything we could think we needed and yeah. stuff we didn't know we needed. Absolutely. And stuff we never used at all. Just covered. And it didn't stop. Like, we did not buy a single diaper for the first 10 months of her life. Yeah, such a blessing. Uh, that That's nothing other than the Lord taking care of us through his people. Um, again, it, it was our family, like like blood. It was our church family. It, it was yeah. friends. It was, it was everything, you know, between people wanting to. And, and here's the thing that that is crazy, and it's going to blow your mind. Uh, normally, when you have a child, you have a baby shower. Guess what? We didn't because of <laughs> COVID, and we still had all of this that the Lord provided to us. Like, the Lord is so kind. The Lord is so kind. But that's about all I had. And, again, I I just want to say that, again, this is our story, right? This is something, obviously, our prayer is coming true. Um Every situation is not going to look like this. Uh, And I'm not talking about adoption. I'm just talking about what it looks like to, to trust in the Lord being sovereign and being, being your shepherd and being head of your life. Uh, Some things are going to happen and some things are not, but it shouldn't change the level of trust you have in your father. In fact, you should trust him more because usually if you pray for something and it doesn't happen, sometimes there's, there's like an indicator that, where you look back and you're like, actually, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen because this, you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that was it. Do you have anything else you want to add to this? No, no. If you all have any questions, please let us know. We're an open book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you have any questions about, um, about the adoption or just in general, or if you have any questions you want us to, to cover on the show or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us. We have the handle of the vertical marriage podcast. It's on uh we're on Instagram, Twitter, 
And then the vertical marriage podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, um, other than that, we're going to, going to get out of here. It's been a, it's been awesome talking to you all. We hope to get some sort of a, a regular schedule. I'm not sure how often that would be, but something in semi, semi regular, uh, to get going. So other than that, if you don't have anything else, keep it vertical. <laughs>